For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Stop me if you've heard this one. The Tennessee Titans won ugly. Stop me if you've heard this one. Tennessee Titans beat the Indianapolis Colts. Stop me if you've heard this one. Tennessee Titans win after an extended break. This, In this case, coming off their bye. Stop me if you've heard this one. Tennessee Titans alone in first place in the AFC South. This is the Believe in Titans podcast coming to you a day after the uh, Titans dispatched the Indianapolis Colts 19-10 to in a day where they did not score an offensive touchdown. The first time, in fact, since Ryan Tannehill became their starting quarterback that the offense did not score a touchdown. But they never trailed. They moved the ball well. They got on the other side of midfield much of the day, got into uh, got into field goal position for Randy Bullock, got a big interception return for a touchdown by Andrew Adams, which, of course, everybody saw coming. They knew that was going to happen. But uh, these are your 2022 Tennessee Titans. Seven games, excuse me, six games into the season, they have not scored more than 24 points in a game. But they're four and two, two victories over the Colts. You can find things to nitpick, a plenty, but all in all, I think it's tough to complain. Um, but we'll see. We'll see if we'll see how we uh, we approach all this with former Titans cornerback Denard Walker. Denard, how are you? David, I was great until you said stop you. You sound like one of those old 1970s. <laughs> like you're trying to get a record deal here, man. <laughs> and John Glennon. John, how are you? I am doing well. I found you unstoppable in your approach there, David. Well, <laughs> we, we do what we can. And, and again, this is the Believe in Titans podcast, which is brought to you by Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all sports betting needs this season. You'll also find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. 
And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Well, gentlemen, let's start with, I guess, the most interesting, most compelling sort of uh, moment of the game. The the most heart-stopping moment was when Ryan Tannehill needed some attention on the field from trainers, missed a play, was clearly in discomfort with a a right ankle injury the rest of the way, but made it the rest of the way. Um, His his status for this coming Sunday at Houston will be determined as the week goes. Um, Denard, you you played with a a tough quarterback back in your day. How much, uh, how inspirational can... uh, can it be for a guy like that to sort of gut it out the way Ryan Tannehill did on Sunday? Well, the most important thing is he came back in the game. So that shows you his heart. It shows you his resiliency. And that's what you love about RT. He's one of the best in the business. And I don't think this ankle injury or whatever it is, lower leg injury, uh, it's going to be a problem. It's not going to stop Ryan from going next Sunday when they go to Houston and play. So he will be back. He definitely will be back. John, we we saw in this game too, Malik Willis get on the field a couple of times in, uh, in sort of a different formation where he lined up in the slot. They tried to hand the ball to him once on a jet sweep. It turned into a fumble. He only played one play at quarterback while, uh, while Tannehill was being tended to. Um, it, it looks like the Titans are, are planning now to start working Malik Willis into some things, into some packages, do some things. Uh, you, you know, we all know he's the quarterback of the future for this team. Does that does that send up any additional alarms to uh, to Ryan Tannehill when when they start putting those things in the game plan? I, I don't think so. You know, I, I think the Titans are are you know finally, you know, to the point where where you know they they can maybe trust uh, Malik Willis and and some of these packages and and you know why why not? You know, I know it's a fine line. You don't want to risk getting uh you know even your your backup quarterback hurt by by playing him in too many plays but when you've got some of the the skill set that that Malik Willis has and not just as a as a passer obviously but but as a runner I mean you look at uh you know what what he did in terms of yardage in college you know I think the Titans are, are getting to that point where they say hey you know okay he's ready well let's let's work him into a few plays here not necessarily a quarterback, but but at uh, you know at, at a, in, a, in a wide receiver, you know running back slot type to position, uh, you know and see what we have. And I think you especially have to do that, uh, you know, take advantage of those kind of things right now. Where you, you look at the Titans' wide receiver core uh, in, in the game, and and you know the lack of explosive ability and athleticism in that group that that you know isn't going to scare too many people. Uh, you know, and, and maybe adding Malik Willis to the to the um, equation there gives you a few more options. So I, I kind of like that idea. You can't go too far. Uh, again, you know, the, the more he plays, the more you risk injury, and you don't want to see that from any quarterback. But, uh, you know, I, I like to see some creativity with Malik, given his skill set. 
Denard, let me ask you this. For the sake of argument, let's say that that was meant to be just a simple handoff. Willis takes the takes the handoff, goes to his left, turns it up at some point, gets what he can out of it. How much would that set up future defenses for him to throw the ball or do something different there or or you know even if the fact that the, that the play didn't work does that still does that still set them up to do something something more off of that same sort of look down the line here uh depends on the offensive coordinator Todd Downing I mean it, it's you know what are you willing to do with them at this point of the season um when I heard you talk about that, the first thing that came to my mind was Cordero Stewart when he was at Pittsburgh when they drafted him and was at 95. And before he, be, you know, took over that job from Neil O'Donnell, that's where they, that's what they did. I mean, Steelers used him in that, what they call it was that receiver. They put slash. him at sometimes. Yeah, slash. Yeah, he was all over the field. And they again, I mean, the athleticism that he showed that year, he's one of the top rookies that year in 1995. But I mean, yeah. If, especially at the receiving core, you got trailing on IR. And so you need some help there. So I think that would be a great addition. I mean, we talked, we talked about his footwork, his athleticism, how strong he is. He's a great athlete. So yeah, find a way to put him on the field. I think that'd be a great idea. I think it just another arsenal in your offense. I, I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was really a, a, a funny but but a telling moment too when uh, when when Ryan Tannehill went to the tent to get his get his ankle looked at the uh, the bench that the offensive players use uh, the the last the very last seat on the left end goes to the quarterback and Todd Downing has a chair that's right next to that and after each possession Downing and and Tannehill sit there and they go through whatever it is they go through with the with the 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 iPad or or whatever whichever one they use and uh and and while Tannehill was in the tent because that was the the play he missed was a third down play the Titans didn't pick it up offense comes to the side of the field Malik Willis is sitting there with Todd Downing and Tannehill came out of the tent and and basically shooed Malik Willis from the seat and say you know like it wasn't it wasn't an aggressive thing or anything but it was sort of like hey Malik you're in my spot you need to get up and Tannehill sat down and I mean there it was it was pretty clear at that moment that he intended to uh to go back in the game I mean we all know he knows as, as I mentioned Malik Willis is the is the quarterback of the future of this team but uh Ryan Tannehill is is undoubtedly determined to do everything he can to make sure the future is uh is somewhere out there and and not coming anytime soon but this is you know this is the first time this this guy has started 49 regular season games in a row he's uh he's five additional playoff games they're they're 36 and 18 with him at quarterback I mean there's a lot to like this is the first time since he's been with the Titans he's he's gonna have to play through some uh through some some injury issues and that's gonna that's gonna be interesting to watch uh going forward here how he uh how he handles that my guess is that that leg that ankle that foot whatever it is uh, we were told ankle but you know you can never trust uh teams fully with these matters probably feels a lot worse today than it did yesterday is that that fair denard yes it's monday <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah it hurts but he'll be back again when you go back into the game it's not as serious as is probably we we're gonna think it's gonna be. Listen, if he was 
not in the game, then I'm like, okay, there are some red flags here. You know, we need to worry about. But again, Ryan is tough. He's a resilient quarterback. There is a reason he started 49, was it 49 regular season games? He's one of the toughest quarterbacks in the business. So this is something that to me, David, it's, it's a non-issue. I just, I, I, I wonder though, like, like you said, uh, you know, today on Monday and, you know, my experience as a, as a lay person with athletes, just playing, you know, weekend warrior stuff, man, it feels a heck of a lot worse on Monday than it, than it did on Sunday. Even if you can finish a game or, or, or finish whatever you're doing on Sunday, Monday's tough. And, 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 you know, Ryan's not a, a he's not a youngster uh, uh, either, um, you know, and, and to see him limping around after afterwards in that walking boot, I, I don't know. I, 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 I may be not, not quite as confident as, as, as you, Denard, but we'll, John, we'll, let me say this. Eddie George, after probably 50 to 60% of the games, he was in a boot on Mondays. On Tuesdays, he was in the training room getting, you know, getting his rehab in. By Wednesday, he is rolling. I mean, like nothing's happened. So it's not unusual. Everybody is hurting on Mondays. It's just some guys you, you see a little bit more than others. But again, the what you can tell about Ron is if it was serious, I don't think they would have brought him back in the game. Right. And it's probably just like I said, a lower leg injury. I've had those. I'm in the training room on Mondays and Tuesdays. But again, by Wednesday, you heal up fast. That, that's interesting. And as a segue here, I guess if there was ever a game that he would say, I don't want to go back in, maybe this was the one. John, you referenced this. The 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 Titans went into that game. This was their wide receiver group. Robert Woods, Nick Westbrook-Akina, Cody Hollister, and Mason Kinsey. You've got Traylon Burks and Racy McMath still on injured reserve. Kyle Phillips got hurt. Friday during practice, couldn't go on Sunday. I mean, again, Woods, Westbrook, Aquina, Hollister, Mason Kinsey. That is not exactly an all-star quartet of wide receivers. And uh, um, Titans found a way to win this game with that bunch. It, it, you know, it sounds like Racy McMath's not coming back anytime soon. We know Burks has to miss, what, at least one more game. Uh, we don't know with him. I mean, it, it, is this sustainable with this group, John Glennon? It, it can, I mean, can the Titans keep winning games if they have to go with with that kind of wide receiver lineup? It depends on who they're playing, um, you know. And, and I think that's what you can say about the, the Titans in, in, in a lot of different ways. And it's, I think, especially with the offense, and especially with that wide receiver group, if you're if they're playing a team, you know. It, that's that's uh you know somewhere in their uh, capability level i guess you know whether we've seen them beat the colts we've seen them beat the uh, we beat the raiders uh you know the, the commanders and so forth i think if there's a team that that's fairly equal uh in a lot of ways talent wise to the titans the titans are going to find some way we've seen that with with mike brable teams over the years the titans generally are going to find some way to win uh they've been doing it this year with with big plays on, on defense and just enough offense. The problem to me, uh, you know, when you start running into the Kansas cities, uh, you know, and maybe the, the chargers, uh, you know, and, and the, the Eagles of course have been, been playing great. The teams that can run up points quickly and, and fairly easily. That's when this formula and, and this group of wide receivers is really, really going to be tested. And, and that's when I, you know, I'm, I'm not so certain 
that you know you you can eke out those uh wins when you're scoring 20 24 points a game so you know i think the titans have to have to really hope that Traylon burks is back as soon as uh you know i think denver is the first uh eligible game that that he would be allowed back um you know uh, otherwise they, they were getting a few downfield shots you know from from austin hooper yesterday that was a good sign uh you know and i, I think chico conquo can help there but Boy, it's it's tough to keep using this formula week in week out when the caliber of opponents starts to to rise a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned I, I think what what Mike Vrabel and this staff does as well as any I've seen, and I've been around this team a long time, is they're honest with themselves about sort of who they are and what they are at at, at any given moment. And uh, um, you know, we we figured this offense wasn't going to be as explosive at going into this season as as we had seen in recent years and uh and that's been the case with uh again we mentioned not not more than 24 points a game yet and, and Mike Rabel basically said after the game Sunday he goes look this this is the formula he, yeah. he you know if you're he, he told the people if you're looking for us to start scoring 35 a game here before long don't you know this is uh this, this is what we're going to be doing so uh you know Denard Walker if you know, as a guy who's who's covered receivers in this league, when you're not afraid of the guys you're lining up against, what kind of chances can you take? What uh, like what what are opposing defenses going to be thinking looking at this group as it as it is right now? Well, we saw that Sunday in their defense. Yes. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> hey, that well, great was performance. Ten in the box late ten. in the game. Probably tw- if they had twenty. I mean, I mean, what an amazing <laughs> job defensively and it starts up front everything in this league is predicated on the play of the front and Mr. Jeffrey Simmons he will be a rich man very soon I know if I had the money I would pay him right now Danico Autry continues to hunt his former team if you're Indy you're thinking why in the world did we not stop him back it just seemed like Every play, he's just like, he's right on Matt Ryan. And I felt so bad for Matt Ryan. I wanted to give him a hug and Bud Dupree. I mean, this defense was dominating Sunday. I mean, look at what they was able to do. Indy averaged, what, 3.8 yards per carry. They was only able to muster up 65 yards in the running game. I mean, look at this. I mean, Matt was sacked three times. Jeff, Big Jeffrey got him once, Danico, and Bud. And then look at this. What an interesting, I was reading this. It says that Matt Ryan leads the NFL with 12 turnovers this season. Tennessee Sunday, you think about this, 10 of their 19 points, 10 of their 19 points came off of what? Turnovers. Turnovers. And they and put that the was game the away with that the was the, And they put it away, and that's how you win. So you don't have to put up 35 points if your defense is playing the way that they played Sunday. This was a phenomenal performance. If you're Shane Bowen right now, you're patting yourself on the back saying, you know what, we're pretty doggone good. If you defensive line coach Terrell Williams, you're saying, you know what, this front is coming into their own. If they play the way that they play, if they play the way that they played Sunday against Houston, Denver, Green Bay, I don't think there's no one in this league that can beat this team. Well, and and one thing that that defense did Sunday also, and, and we'd be we'd be remiss if we didn't point this out because we have talked about it so much through the first five games, all the big plays that the defense gave up. Indianapolis, their longest gain on Sunday was 20 yards. I mean, that is a huge 
departure from what we've seen the first couple of games. And, and Mike Rabel talked about this in his Monday press conference. And, and Denard, I want you to give us a quick little primer here on, uh, on zone defense, because, you know, Mike Rabel was saying there are sometimes, yeah, you just want the guy to catch it. You just, yeah. as long as he's in front of you and you get him to the ground, that, 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 that's fine. It's, you know, and that maybe guys were, too aggressive at times and when they were in zone defending the pass in, in the earlier weeks. And this, that, that Sunday, the Titans did a better job, just letting the Colts catch him, get him to the ground and, and move on to the next play and be happy about it. We talked about that was eliminating the explosive plays when they come out of the bye. That was the key. Do do, do you remember the Super Bowl? Was it Super Bowl 34 back in 1999? I do. Okay. Kurt Warner had about 400 yards passing. But what was the score uh, going into the fourth quarter? It was 16-16. 16-16. And pretty much a chunk of that came on. I'm not going to talk about that play. But, again, that's the way it works. You know, listen, when you're playing secondary – let the quarterback throw for 350 yards again. It's not going to hurt you. What hurts you is when they're able to top the defense. When you eliminate explosive plays, you give that you give your unit a chance to be successful. And the Titans, they were phenomenal. I mean, you look at the way that they played Sunday in the secondary. Yeah, let Michael Pittman catch those little 10-yard slants. That's not going to hurt you. Let guys like Paris Campbell catch those. You know, they got they made some plays, so give it up to Indy. But what Tennessee did Sunday is they eliminated the explosive plays and they only allowed 10 points. Simple uh, enough. That That's the formula going forward. There was, though, John Glennon, one noticeable personnel adjustment in that pass defense in that uh, Amani Hooker, back from, uh, back from having missed the previous two games from concussion, but he wasn't lined up next to Kevin Byard as as the two safeties all day talk us through kind of Amani Hooker's day and uh and, and how the Titans approached his return to the lineup yeah and I think what they did um impacted the the, the x plays that we just talked about and, and helped out and and here's the reason why uh you know Amani Hooker played a lot of slot coverage you know they let Kevin Byard stick with his usual spot they added Andrew Adams uh, you know, as a third safety, and they had Hooker in the slot. But when you put Hooker in the slot, you know, on those early downs, that allowed Roger McCreary to kind of go back outside to his natural position, where he is better uh, outside than than he is at slot. He had a, a had a very good day. I think just gave up maybe three catches for eleven yards. Um, played about twice as many snaps outside as he had been in in recent games. So that was uh, a big development. Another thing that did was it allowed the Titans, you know, playing three safeties more often than than a ton of corners, that allowed the Titans to kind of cut back on the snaps for A, Caleb Farley didn't play a single defensive snap, and we know what, what has been going on with the X plays against Caleb Farley. And also Terrence Mitchell, who's kind of his share play, his snaps went way down. Uh, you know, he'd been up around, uh, you know, over 50, I think, in two of his last three games. He was at 24. So all that came into play when you make that decision to put Hooker in the slot. Uh, and I think it worked especially well against the Colts because the Colts don't have a ton of those little really quick slot receivers that have given the Titans trouble. They've got more of the big physical receivers. And when you have that, I, I think that's a good uh, you know matchup to put Amani Hooker in the slot. Uh, you know, he's not dealing with, with a little little fast guy in there. And I, I think it was just a really good 
all-round plan uh, by the by the Titans defensive coaches. Yeah, it, it worked out. Uh, it worked out really, really well in that you know Hooker had uh, had ten tackles. Uh, Andrew Adams, who this was his second start back there, then he he had ten tackles, which were a career high for him. And and as we mentioned, the seventy-six yard interception return for a touchdown. And and I talked to Adams after the game, and and he said, you know, what a difference it was for him having Hooker on the field from a communication standpoint that that pre-snap basically Imani Hooker was in Adams ear all day saying hey be alert for this hey we're gonna you know we're gonna go to you know Bayard's gonna call you know he's gonna change to this call or you know this that, that he said basically everything Imani Hooker was saying all game long happened then and and made the made Andrew Adams day a lot lot easier and you know Adams is not a nobody in this league, right? I mean, he's been in the league for seven years. He's he's played for the Giants and for Tampa Bay before uh, before the Titans signed him off Pittsburgh's practice squad this year. In, in fact, he was on that Tampa Bay team in 2020 that uh, that won the Super Bowl and he played in all the playoff games that year. So, I mean, this is a this is a guy who who knows what's going on out there, but uh, but nonetheless, having uh, having a money hooker back helped him in. Uh, in a number of ways and that uh you know that it, we we know that we know that hooker is good right we i mean we've we've had the discussion here about byron and hooker being one of if not the uh if not the best safety tandem in the nfl but uh but i think that was a uh another example sunday of just what uh just what amani hooker means and and does for this for this defense um we got the Houston Texans coming up this uh, this Sunday in Houston, the day after the first two games of the World Series that the Houston Astros are going to be playing in. So um, while the hat, while the Texans maybe have not given people in that town a lot to cheer about, there probably should be some uh, some good energy in uh, in that stadium come Sunday. I guess at least depending on how those two games go. Uh, a young quarterback, Denard Walker. Have you have you watched much of Davis Mills? What do, what do you see from him, or what do you see from the Texans that uh, that interests you, or, or maybe would can, would get your attention if you were a Titans coach? Well, I watched last year's game, and Davis Mills, and he really impressed me. I mean, the poise that he showed, the leadership ability, and he was a young quarterback. We know he comes from that great system out in Stanford, so they get those quarterbacks there. They're very intelligent. They're very intelligent. But David, I'm disappointed in you. Uh-oh. I mean, I'm telling you what, right now you got my heart pumping because you've talked about everybody but the kicking game. And that was the key to Tennessee coming out with a victory Sunday. Right. And if I'm Randy Bullock, Let's I'm go. calling you out right now. David Beauclair, <laughs> how in the world can you miss a a kicker by the name of Fat Randy, four for four. David, you, I got tears in my eyes thinking about you just absolutely overlooked him, and, and I'm disappointed in you. And, and let's let's say this: Randy Bullock, had, <laughs> Randy Bullock is having a fascinating season, right? I mean, the guy has missed one kick all year between PATs and field goals, and if he makes that one field goal that he missed, we're we're having a whole other level of uh, of discussion about the titans and what they've accomplished because then they'd be five and one and basically running away with the division uh, i mean uh but but n- none of those none of those kicks sunday I-, I mean yeah four for four is is a is a good game um it, it good. But, uh, 
I mean, it, I, but it, it never felt like any of those kicks were really pressure packed in any way. I mean, the Titans were in control of that game. Am, am I wrong, John? Help me out here. Come on, John. Well, <laughs> Come on, well, get him, John. Know. <laughs> it wasn't quite the pressure that that he faced in the uh, in, in the opener. We'll we'll say that. Uh, um, but I, I did get a kind of a, a little bit of a chuckle after the game in the locker. Um, you know, the, the the Titans PR staff uh, was was kind of making a concerted effort. I don't know if you you heard them, David. They, they I were did. Kind of saying, I, I I look. Randy Bullock is available. Everyone, Randy Randy Bullock. You know, he can he can talk right now. And, and, you know, I, I kind of chuckled because generally, un- unfortunately, you know, that, that uh, kickers only get recognized either when they miss at the very end or whether they make something at the, at the very end. And, and, you know, that's kind of the situation that Bullock was in in this game that even though he was four for four, you know, none of the kicks were incredible and, and, and none, you know, was, was the game winner at the end of the game. So we'll, we'll recognize. Bullock for for a job well done, but I I don't know if we can go to the extraordinary route for for Randy Bullock uh, in in this game, but we will pass along uh, uh, your love to to, to the man you, you have referenced as Fat Randy. And, you guys uh, are riders for sure. You guys really are riders, man. I'm, I'm disappointed. Well, let, let's be honest. This was not Rob Baronis from 60 yards as as time expired to beat the Colts, right? I mean, this was. Uh, oh this, but but let's let's say this though too. It it was a different day for Randy Bullock because they needed him to make short field goals. Uh, John Glennon. What happened to the best red zone offense in the NFL? Yeah, I guess we we made too much uh, note about it. Is, is what we did. We gave an awful lot of love to the uh, to the red zone offense. Uh, you know, they had scored eleven straight times in the red zone. They were twelve out of touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, uh, touchdowns. I should say, and and uh, you know they were they were over ninety percent in the red zone, which I believe was like about fifteen percent better than the uh, than the second place team. Uh, and then all of a sudden they uh, they couldn't go. They were they were zero for two uh, there against the Colts. Um, it's a, it's a little bit like uh, you know if if for some reason Ryan Tannehill can't start this week, uh, you know we're we're going to give a, a hard time to one of our fellow media members, Terry McCormick, who clearly wrote a, a significant uh, story on Ryan Tannehill's great long streak of starts uh, for the Titans. And all of a sudden, boom, you know he he gets hurt there. Um, but yeah, they, they, uh, they, they found the, uh, the going a little too tough there. Uh, um, I'm not sure I could, I could pin, uh, you know, anything, uh, exactly on that outside of s- similar problems to what we've seen the Titans have in the second half all year. And that is when you can gain very little yardage on first and second down in those kind of situations, it's, it's awfully tough, you know, on, on third down and it becomes even more difficult on third down in the red zone. Um, you know, because obviously you're you're limited in space. So, uh, yes, that that streak came to a uh, an ugly an ugly end. Uh, um, but uh, uh, fortunately for the Titans, uh, um, Denard's guy Randy came through in the clutch. Yes. And let's let's give Randy Bullock credit for this as well. His 38 yard field goal, a minute 13 into the fourth quarter, the first fourth quarter points for the Tennessee Titans <laughs> all season. So yeah. I guess you know I guess Randy deserves uh, deserves his props for that as well. And um, they they doubled yeah as you say it was not just one but two but, field goals there in the yeah. fourth quarter. And so. That's right. Then he came back with another one. That one that one from uh, from forty eight yards away. Yeah. So yeah, they uh, so yeah Randy 
Randy has not has not missed on the PAT front, and uh, I was going to say, let's give those numbers exactly. We referenced him. What is he? 13 for 13 on PATs, 8 for 9 on field goals this season so that's uh you know that is that is reliable we'll give yeah. we'll, we'll call him reliable randy for now i think uh i think fat randy feels a little harsh denard yeah well that he said he liked to be called that that's what they <laughs> said last year but what what else was amazing uh, 45 made what he has 45 field goals made what with the, with inside 30 yards I mean, that, that's that's Maybe consistency. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's an in row. That's well, that is amazing. Jinx him on that. I shouldn't <laughs> have said that, huh? It's gonna be I'm the trying to give him some love, love, then I'm gonna jinx him. You know that that's it. That's an interesting point because uh, you know Tannehill has been has been asked about his health once or twice over the over the last couple seasons, and he and he sort of you know he sort of goes with it but i, I wonder denard are, are players particularly superstitious is, is it, it i mean is there a wide range of feelings about that like if if you're if you're good and healthy do you want people asking you about that no um, <laughs> not really you know guys are not was you know everybody's different you know that's the thing about a clubhouse you have what 53 some guys in the locker room and everybody has their own personality you don't know what what you're going to get. And when we, the writers like you and John, sometimes they kind of prep, prep us uh, into, you know, this is what you need to say. So what we do a lot of times, we give you what you want to hear, not necessarily what you need to know. That was our <laughs> motto. That's yeah. really how players, we, how when we come at you guys, y'all come at us, we would be like, okay, we're going to give you what you want to hear. But yeah, everybody's different. That's what makes it so special. I hate to tell you that, but it's the truth. No, no, it's I, okay. I did a story. Yeah. I did a story a few years ago. It was uh, it's about the injury report, and I and I asked players. I said, you know, uh, um, you're you're listed with such and such on the injury report. Like, how likely is that to be the truth? And everybody's like, well, it's you know, they fudge it a little bit. I remember Will Witherspoon, the linebacker, said to me, "Yeah," he goes, "You know, I I I was listed. Uh, I played one whole season with like a separated shoulder." He said, "But they they moved it around every couple of weeks. It was my arm. It was my it was my lat. It was this. You know, they kind of they kind of kept it moving. So I was on the injury report, but they weren't really saying what it was. And then it was, I guess, in fact, in fact, it was 2011 because uh, I, I talked to Matt Hasselbeck about it, and he told a uh, he told a great story. He's like, uh, and I said to him, I said, when I when I ask you about you being on the injury report, how likely are you to be honest with me? And he, and he kind of looked at me and and he and he sort of and I said, go ahead, you can say it. I know. And he said, well, not at all. And I said, exactly. exactly. And I, I said, <laughs> and he and he and he said, you know, he goes that. And just to your point, he said. Before you get to me, he said, there has been a conversation with the trainer and there has been a conversation with the coach and there's been a conversation with the PR staff all about what, you know, what we're going to say. And he said, and then like he said, one time I was on the injury report with uh, with a broken rib, he said, but I was listed with back spasms, he said, because back spasms are a symptom of a broken rib he said so it wasn't a lie he goes but uh but it was uh he goes that's that's just kind of the way it works and uh we, we should point out the injury report should be interesting this week in in addition to ryan Tannehill, you know ben jones gutted it out in that game jeffrey simmons gutted it out in that game you know both those guys had to come off the field for a play i think it was maybe two plays in in simmons case but uh but went back in and and did their thing so uh this will be this will be one of the more 
I guess, big contract injury reports we will have seen for a long time in the Titans, uh, in recent history for the Titans here. And we'll see, uh, we'll see how they, uh, see how they handle it and who, who makes it to Sunday then. Denard says no worries about Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Um, Real quickly here in the little bit of time we have left, uh, you know, Denard, what do you expect to see from the Titans Sunday in Houston? Come out early. do it, Play the way that you played Sunday. Come out with a sense of urgency. This is a team that is struggling. They got beat up Sunday by Las Vegas. Was it 20 to 38? This secondary for Houston, they got some talent. Uh, Darius Stingley Jr., but he is young. They play a lot of zone, what we call press bell coverage. Everything is played over the top. They're going to give you those easy throws. Take advantage of what they give you. And then in a running game, again, you know what Derek is capable of um, putting up numbers against this defense. They're, defensively, they're not – they're decent. They're decent. They got a, some talent. But I just feel like Tennessee can come out if they impose their will early. This game can be – it can get out of hand, and I feel like Tennessee can go down there and dominate Houston. John Glennon, what do you expect? I expect it to be a uh, a bit of a struggle, honestly. I don't know. I, you know, um, there's not – when you look at, at Houston's roster and, and what they've done so far this year, there's not necessarily a lot that, that should scare the Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but, you know, this is a division game. It's a rivalry game, and generally speaking – these teams have gone back and forth during the, during the year, and, and we all remember that Houston came into Tennessee and won last year. So I expect another tight one, uh, and and we'll see if the uh, the Titans' uh, formula uh, will will work once more on Sunday. I'm I'm going with Denard. I think the Titans win big on this one. I think they I think they uh, they make it they make it look easy. They they look good, and we'll have something to different to talk about next week. And and until then, we thank you as always for listening. This is the uh, Believe in Titans podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Everybody have a great week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.